Welcome to Artful Aging with Amy, where I ask caregivers and professionals the difficult questions that will give you guidance on your life's journey. Support is only one conversation away, and this is your first step. Let's go. Good morning, everyone. I'm Amy Friesen, and this is Artful Aging with Amy. Have you ever thought to yourself, perhaps, I should downsize or get rid of a few things in my home? Or have you moved and had to downsize your belongings to accommodate another space? It does seem easy on the surface, but some co- some questions like, what should I do with all of my stuff? What should I keep? How do I get rid of things? What happens if you don't want to downsize and you have to deal with all the emotional stuff that comes with that? Also, how do you start the process? And what if you do want to downsize, but you're super overwhelmed? My guest today is no stranger to the downsizing process and the moving process. As a military spouse, Rita Montero has had to look over all the logistics of downsizing and moving on multiple occasions. Rita takes great joy for knowing that her and her team are able to help in more ways than one. Their clients feel relief and confident that they've preserved as much wealth as possible and I'm proud that they have helped the community and kept as many items as possible out of the landfills. Landfills. Welcome, Rita. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Rita, maybe you could share your story with us and why you do what you do. Yeah, um, you know, I'm someone who really enjoys change. Uh, in the last 15 years, on average, I've moved every two years. Um, I'm no stranger to the logistics of moving, upsizing, downsizing, and of course, this experience and knowledge only increased in in intensity since becoming a military spouse. Um, Being really task-oriented and organized, I found myself enjoying the process, and I think having um, like a positive outlook on the experience kind of gave me a bit of a reputation, and it I became kind of a source, a resource in my circles, military and personal. Um, But it wasn't until I had to downsize um, a family member's home, non-military, that I realized how much more challenging it is for non-military families. And oftentimes it's seniors and their loved ones that take, that have the the most, that are most affected. Um, Having been involved both in downsizing and estate clearing for military and civilians, it's clear that the same level of support isn't guaranteed outside of the military. And that's part of the inspiration uh, for a leave you solution. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And it's true. I find that, you know, generally the seniors in our community are trying to downsize and it's really, really overwhelming. There's so many years often in the same home at that point, and they may not be able to do as many things as they used to be able to do or have the stamina to downsize. So, you know, having professionals like you um, to be able to help is super advantageous for folks that that are downsizing that need the help. Absolutely. Maybe we could uh, also talk about why would someone look to downsize? Is there any ideal time to downsize? Like, let's look at the picture of starting. Why? So let's start with why would people want to downsize? Yeah, so why someone would consider a downsize is highly personal, Um, but the most common reason to downsize uh, that we've seen is when the house becomes more of a burden than a source of joy for the person living in it um, and their support system, right, because they're they're the ones that also take the brunt of it. Um, So often this happens because of health issues, lack of mobility, like you had touched on, um, which means the space can't be properly maintained. They're paying more for a space that they're not quite using. They're not using all the amenities that they used to. 
Um, in an ideal situation, it's a lifestyle choice. Many seniors have expressed that they they get lonely. Um, they want to be in a community, whether it's independent living or in a retirement home. Um, and there's a big shift in their quality of life that we've seen when community is reinjected in their day to day. Um, as for ideal time, it's always best to not wait until it becomes urgent and everyone's left scrambling. There's a lot of value in taking the time. And I'm going to put a lot of emphasis on time to find the next place of residence so that the place, um, so it's a place that everyone is happy and at peace with. Yeah, absolutely. And I find, you know, more often than not, the top, you know, the top two things you said there about having so much space that they're not using, as well as just being lonely. Uh, and as well as, you know, a lot of people downsize too, wouldn't you agree, because of stairs and, you know, actual mobility to get around their house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I recently well, I say I recently helped a client, but a lot of our clients are that like this, and they literally were living in the kitchen, the bedroom, the bathroom, that was yeah, it, you know, and, exactly. And it seems like, you know, such a, you know, a house, you know, that generally is a couple of bedrooms, a couple, maybe a bathroom or two, a kitchen, things like that. It's so hard to maintain, especially if you're not using it, you're not even going into those rooms. And then I think people um, discount the amount of mental strain that would be involved in, you know, having all of this stuff around and not using it, but then having to worry about it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yes, very good point. Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's been interesting. We've seen lots of different scenarios. As you know, I help people move to retirement living. So lots of reasons people are looking to downsize. I guess um, maybe Rita, could you talk about some of the added benefits of downsizing? I, I think we touched on them, but is there anything else that you've seen as benefits once people actually downsize and either they stay in their own spot, they move to a smaller house or a condo, or they move to retirement living or long-term care. What what have you seen? Yeah, so downsizing doesn't have to be a one-time process. It could happen in early retirement, for example, and then again in old age or older age. Um, in our experience, clients who have done like the big downsize and now are doing another to a retirement home, they're far less stressed. Um, whereas those who don't, the stress is overwhelming and they often give up. Um, and then the downsize only happens when they're backed against a wall, which is really unfortunate. Um, the one thing that we've seen once a downsize is complete, though, is that our clients wish they had done it earlier. And think, and I think that's because moving scary. I mean, for most people, it's a big process. Um, it's a lot of work. Um, so... But once the, the job is done, especially when they have a good support system, they realize that the idea of downsizing was far bigger a burden than the actual downsize itself. Well, and I, and I always caution our families and our clients to look at the opposite side of that. You know, what if you don't downsize? What are the downfalls of not downsizing? You know, one, you get kind of stuck in place and you don't do anything, which means that your health is most likely going to start failing then you got to do it in a crisis. And then a lot of times too is, you know, I see more often when people move houses as opposed to retirement living, but you know, they don't know what to do with their stuff. So everything goes in a box and I'll figure it out on the other end. I have been guilty of doing that myself, everything else in a box and I will figure it out and see if there's a place for it on the other end. But it doesn't, it's not less stressful that way. It's just, we got to the end of the line and we're moving and there's the date and now we're going, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of people who will pay for storage because it's a, a less um, emotional and, and intellectual burden than to actually sort through the stuff. Absolutely. Well, don't even get me started on storage. <laughs> that is something I've seen a lot of people do in either in the retirement home, some have storage or yeah. storage lockers. And you're right, people just cram them full and they never visit again. <laughs> When I first got with my, when I first um, started dating my husband, he had a storage locker and that's what it looked like. And I was like, we can't do this. (laughs) Yeah, they're, no, exactly. They're just deferring the downsize to a later time, which it's never better at a later time. It's never a good time. You know, like it has to be dealt with. (laughs) Well, and they're also, you know, outside storage as well. They're also increasing a cost that they might not need. And essentially you're just storing stuff to not deal with it. It's not... It's, you know, a lot of people store things that they want to keep and stuff. But in this scenario, most people are storing it because they don't want to deal with it and they never go visit. They never go and sort it out. And it's there for years and years and years and years. And you're just paying this monthly fee for no reason, really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As military families, we kind of have uh, a little bit of a, a cheeky joke that if Um, we move things and on the next move, they haven't been unpacked. They stay, we're not bringing them with us. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And it's, it's tricky, but I think that people need to really understand that, you know, storing stuff (laughs) that you're not sure about isn't really a solution. So let's not do that. Let's take the extra time and go through things, save yourself some hassle down the road and save yourself some money as well. And feel relieved. Um, that's right. You don't have to worry. It, it's still a mental burden. Whether you have it stored somewhere else or not, you're still thinking about it. You still know it. Exactly. Um, and, you know, worst case scenario also, if someone was to move to long-term care, retirement, anywhere really, and, you know, was, you know, happened to have passed away, then their family then has to deal with all of this extra storage. And the family is often grieving. And so it's just like this one extra thing. So, you know, if you're a senior watching, you know, help out a little bit. I know it's very overwhelming, but there's definitely resources like Rita around that can help with this downsizing process and eliminate some of the extra tension that could come down the way. It's uh, it's very tricky, but. Mm. Rita, may, uh, many families feel like they can handle the downsizing and moving process all on their own, and some are correct. However, I've seen downsizing really take a toll on families because it can be really emotional and super exhausting. Have you seen this as well? And what are some of the other misconceptions that you have come across in this area that we can help debunk for our audience? Yeah, this is this is actually really common. Um, a lot of clients recount how uh, they or their kids start the process, process get overwhelmed and, and give up. Um, if there isn't a system in place, if the resources aren't investigated in advance, it is a lot to do, especially if it's on the sidelines of an already busy life full of responsibilities. Um, but a successful and low stress downsize can totally be done with a bit of time again and pre-planning. This is this is why it's a good idea to start thinking about it before it becomes urgent. Which is basically what I say on every episode in some way or another. And all of my <laughs> guests say as well, let's plan. Let's be proactive. Let's not leave it to the last minute. I'm sure if our longtime viewers have seen this in literally every episode because it's so important, right? Um, yep. 
what are the best strategies that you have found for individuals wanting to downsize and move from their home into a rental or a retirement home or a condo, like a smaller home? What are what are some of the things that you've seen for best strategies? I think the mental load is, is the biggest thing on many different um, planes. So not just the actual downsize and dealing with the physical stuff, but acceptance is a huge factor. If the person moving is happy or even looking forward to the new place of residence um, and they have uh, support both with the move and on the emotional side from their loved ones, it's a much smoother trans uh, transition. Um, this may may mean using a service like ours or maybe asking family and friends um, that they could really rely on. Um, the last thing, again, is time. <laughs> when sorting items, a lot of people get stuck on the nagging maybe pile. Um, and time is the best way to naturally form detachment to those items. Yeah. And I think that, you know, generally people are so overwhelmed, but people also um, have a hard time asking for help. Right. I, I myself am going through my own things uh, in our family and it's hard to ask for help, especially, you know, I'm very independent. I'm, you know, do my things on my own, but I've had to reach out for help. And it's really tough if you're not used to it and you've been, you know, living independently, you've been doing everything. And then all of a sudden you just have to, there's this change and it doesn't matter what it is, downsizing, moving, anything. And you mm -hmm. need to ask for help or you need to ask for support and it's okay ask for it. People are willing and wanting to help, would you say? Yeah, oftentimes people want to help and they don't know how. So you asking actually um, allows them to, to do the thing that they wanted to do anyways. Yeah, people aren't mind readers, right? They ha you have exactly. to you have to ask for what you need, which is tricky. But hopefully, yeah. you know, people will will take a stride and, and try to do that more often, because it really gets people bogged down and they just kind of stay in one spot as, instead. So um, as a military spouse, I know that you are all too familiar uh, personally with what it's like to downsize and move as we were talking about. What does downsizing look like for families in the military and their extended family, like their parents? Mm -hmm. um, so for their parents, it's usually quite complicated because most military members um, don't live anywhere near their parents. So uh, services like these could be really helpful um, to kind of limit the time that they need to take away from work, travel across the country, manage things that they probably don't, they would rather spend time with their family member than to manage these things. Um, as for military members moving, um, it's pretty chaotic. <laughs> People assume that uh, because we're given movers who pack and unpack, it's easy. The truth is we're often informed without, within weeks of moving. Um, and in that time, we have to sell our homes. We have five days to find a new home in another province and close in five days. <laughs> um, our spouses are often away while we're left to get everything ready to include figuring out um, what furniture will fit in the new home. Uh, the other thing is movers are very different than downsizers who um, will resettle. It's not uncommon to arrive uh, at our new home and find all her possessions kind of scattered all over the home. Um, and there are a lot of things that we can't move. So, you know, fuel in our mowers, uh, alcohol, cleaning supplies, food. So normally we have to share within our military community, especially with it, with those who are coming in because they had to do the same. But that takes a lot of planning um, and time as well. 
Wow. Yeah, I didn't even realize. Absolutely. It would take a lot of organization on everybody's part to make sure it works, you know, smoothly. I, I say smoothly in quotation marks because yeah. it sounds like it would be a little bit bumpy, but... Um, yeah, and avoid waste too. That's right. for for me especially. That's really, you know, it's not fun to throw out a bunch of food that's in good shape, nowhere near expiry or alcohol or any of it. Like it's just wasteful. And so if we could, you know, help somebody out and not create waste, this is both in the military community and at Alivio. Like that is the goal for sure. For sure. How does downsizing and moving within the same area differ for those who are downsizing in one city or province and moving to another city or province? Mm -hmm. It's a good question. So for downsizing itself, it doesn't differ greatly. Just you have to figure out what resources are available to you in that area. Um, But um, for interprovincial moves, um, for non-military people, they might just sell their large large possessions like furniture and cars and repurchase in the new province, which is far easier. But for military members who move every two to five years, that doesn't make financial sense. So we have to ship our cars. We have to find ways to make our furniture fit in the new house, which is sometimes very comical. Um, also, in terms of moving, local services can just be transferred, whereas interprovincial Provincial um, services need to be cancelled and then uh, reinitiated in the new province, but it's not always um, super obvious how that works. Um, A good example is when we moved from Quebec to Edmonton. In Quebec, um, the hydro is one provider. There's one number that you call, whereas in Alberta, there's several sources and subsources, and it took several hours um, on the phone several days to fully understand how it worked. Um, this was on top of having to track my car on the railway so I could be ready to receive it, uh, settling the house to a livable standard, looking for new health care as soon as possible. The list goes on. So it's definitely um, a lot more logistically complicated when you're moving from one province to another. Which I would also say more reason to actually surround yourself with professionals and people who can get things done so that it, you take as much burden as possible. And then on the point of healthcare, for especially for our senior community, we're also worried about health numbers like our OHIP cards and transferring and how long that takes and all that stuff. And that's something that we're very aware of in, you know, in my field, what we do, uh, because when people are moving to retirement, they don't need a health card. It doesn't need to be, you know, a specific province necessarily, but into long-term care it does because they need to be a member of that province, you know, on paper essentially, right? Uh, so transferring that's been tricky. I bet. Rita, what are some of the top tips uh, to get organized and ready to downsize? How how can we help our audience? I'm going to sound like a broken record here, Amy, <laughs> but pre, pre-plan, pre-plan, pre-plan. Make sure time is on your side and use the resources out there to lessen the burden. It doesn't have to be stressful. Um, there is help out there. Awesome. Awesome. Can you let our audience know how to reach you, Rita? Yeah. Um, so website is alleviosolution.com or downsizingrelief.com. Um, or you could email me directly at Rita at aliviosolution.com. Well, thank you so much, Rita, for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I hope that people will take a step in their downsizing and moving journey to get some assistance or at least, you know, reach out 
to family members and not be afraid to ask. So thank you so much for enlightening us some more today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And that's it for Artful Aging with Amy today. I hope that you have found our chat uh, helpful and that you'll share it with your networks. Remember, support is only one conversation away. And the more that you can share, the more families that can get helped, really. And so for me, to all of you, I hope that you have a wonderful Wednesday.